What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural episode of Rory Kelsey's Therapy Sessions, a brand new podcast where uh, we're going to be touching on a lot of different types of subjects, whether it be sports, whether it be uh, newsworthy stuff, whether it be music, movies, TV shows, comic books, pretty much anything you want, uh, anything you may be interested in. But also, we're going to uh, try to focus in on our mental health as well, just so uh, everybody is aware of what this show is about. Um, mental health is something that is very prominent in the world today, but not a lot of people know or even want to uh, talk about it because there's this uh, stigma around it where people feel um, less attractive if they admit that they may have some problems or they may feel that vulnerability is a disheartening trait that one can have. So, uh, we're going to really open up the doors on that. Um, I'll, I'll start out tonight's episode. I'm going to uh, talk about me. I'm going to give you a little lowdown about me, where I'm from, uh, where I'm at and everything like that. And then, uh, as episodes, more, co- more episodes come, we'll, we'll, uh, touch base on other things. So first things first, uh, my name is Rory. Like I said, uh, I'm born and raised in Illinois. I haven't gone anywhere else, unfortunately. Um, currently 27 years old. I'm married to a beautiful woman and I have two beautiful boys with her. So, uh, currently life's going pretty well. Got a couple jobs making everything work and, uh, got a beautiful home here down South. So, uh, everything's going good with me, uh, from the outside looking in. As far as the inside stuff, that's where things can get a little tricky. You know, it's, um, one of those things where you, you look at a person you know, if you, you can sense from uh, social media or from word of mouth or from anything like that, you say, you know what, this person's got it going on. They they got their life under control. They look like they're do- they're doing good. They're they're happy. What a what a word that is happy. Like it's something that it seems like everybody wants to chase, and and you almost it's like you're pointing out everybody else. And you're saying, like, that person's happy. That person's happy. What is that person doing that makes them so happy? What do I got to do to be like that person, to be happy? And if I was somebody else looking in at me and my life, you know, you might be able to say the same thing. That 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 Rory is, he's good. He's he's enjoying his life. He's happy. He's, he's good to go. And I'm not saying that's not true in my case because it is. There's a lot of uh, joy in my life whether it be my, my kids or watching them grow up and blossom into, you know, young men and just every single day, something new with them. Or if my wife, uh, she's beautiful, she's supportive. She's always been there for me throughout the thick and thin of uh, a lot of the things that I'm going to get into here tonight and maybe other, maybe some other episodes just because there is a, a good amount of stuff. Uh, but as far as how I'm doing mentally, it's, not as good as you may think by looking on from the outside. A uh, quick background history of me. Um, I come from a divorced family. My parents split up when I was like eight or nine, something like that. Single digit age. Um, that was a shock to me that I didn't realize that it was even a possibility because uh, I've told this to other people, including my parents, that 
I thought in my heart of hearts that my family was perfect. I thought we lived the great American dream. I thought that everything was great. We had this beautiful house. We had big Christmases. We had a couple dogs. Like everything was good until I found out my parents were getting divorced. And I feel like that was just a big start for me in my life. And uh, it kind of began the path of uh, my future because there was a lot of things that happened afterwards that I had to make a lot of decisions on at a very young age, which no 10-year-old should have to sit in front of a judge and tell him which parent he wants to live with and why. It's just, you know, it's... It, it's it's a disgusting thing. It's a scary thing. And it's something that I look at now as a father myself who's married with the two kids. And I say to myself, I don't want to ever, ever have to put my kids through something like that. So it's something that I strive for every day, no matter, no matter what, no matter what, where we're at, what's happening, how good, how bad and different, make it work. Whether it's for the kids, whether it's for you, whether it's for your marriage, whether it's for everything, we you, we make it work. And uh, right now, me and Melissa, we're doing really good. Everything, I mean, it's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. No marriage is ever going to be perfect. But we come together. We, we're always in bed together at night. There's no, sometimes you may know, maybe going to bed angry, but it doesn't last. It doesn't carry over to the next day. It's always, hey, last night sucked. I love you, though. I love you too. Cool. We move on with our life because we know that love and our love is stronger than any other negative whatever that comes at us. So uh, as far as me and my childhood history, I do not want it for my sons. Um, so carrying on from that, I grew up bouncing around from house to house. I've moved a lot. Um, like I mentioned, I'm 27 and I think in my lifetime I've moved a total of 28 times. Which sounds crazy, but it's it's like normal for me. I've never lived in a place longer than four years, which is I guess insane, but it is what it is. It's it's my life. It's been it's what I've done. It's I'm a professional mover. You know, I should probably start up a company or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, so bounced around a lot. Uh, parents have both been remarried and re-divorced. Uh, so I've had a stepdad. I've had a, a stepmom. No longer do I have either. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's kind of how I began my life at a young age, just out of the blue. Uh, thought my life was great, thought my life was perfect, and then boom. It wasn't even like somebody took the rug out from underneath me. It was like somebody just came up to me, punched me in my face as hard as they could, and said, your life's going to suck for a little bit. Deal with it. And I did. Not the best ways. It led me to a lot of crazy places and um we'll get into that in another episode maybe I got a lot of stories I can talk about but uh yeah but the big thing was uh trust after my world it blew up in my face almost 20 years ago it's hard for me to trust anybody anymore you know like your parents like as a kid and as a single digit aged kid your parents are the one or the two people that you look up to the most, or at least that you should and that you trust and that you put your faith and your everything in and it just got taken away from me. So I, to this day, still have a huge trust issue where I just don't trust 
anybody. Ask Melissa. Took me three or four years to even kind of put my guard down and let her in and trust her to actually love me and not just pull the rug out from underneath me like my parents did. So it's a big deal. And uh, if you were wondering, yes, I have gone to counseling about this. I've actually been in counseling consistently since I was about 15 years old. Um, I've seen the same counselor actually since I was 15. Um, if anybody's looking for a, a guy to talk to, um, you can contact me. I'll give him, I can give you his contact information. He's an awesome dude. Um, really good guy. And he's taught me a lot of stuff that's actually going to help me during this podcast. And, uh, one of the things that I've actually picked up from him that I'm going to carry over into this podcast is that, uh, if you notice that the, the name of the podcast is therapy sessions right now, I'm talking about my story, my mental health and my life. Like it's almost as if I'm, I'm talking and you guys are my counselors. So this might actually seem like it's going to be some kind of therapy session, like mental health podcast. And that's all we're ever going to talk about, but that's not always going to be the case because I, there's been so many times where I'll just walk into my counselor's office and for an hour straight, we don't talk about how I'm doing. We don't talk about what's going on in my mind with my life. We don't talk about what's bothering me, what's not bothering me, if I'm doing better, if I'm doing... A lot of times we just go in and we just shoot the shit. Sometimes we're just talking sports because he's a big football guy. I'm a big football guy. So he's a big Carolina Panthers fan and I'm a big Chicago Bears fan. So we'll just talk about football or we'll talk about uh, music and he'll or he'll hit me up with some uh, motivational stuff or some movies. Sometimes he'll just show me like clips from movies because we, were, we brought up uh, an actor or something and all of a sudden we got talking about his movies. So a lot of the stuff that I've learned in my counseling sessions, I'm going to carry into this podcast because sometimes therapy sessions isn't just talking about your feelings. Sometimes it's just talking. Sometimes you just need to have somebody sitting next to you or over the phone or a text message or something. And you just got to talk to them about whatever. And it just makes you feel better because if you are having something going on, talking sometimes can just distract you from the reality of what your mind's going through and just talking to someone about, hey, did you see that one movie with that one guy? Oh yeah, wasn't he in this? And like all of a sudden you're in this trail of conversation and two hours later you're like, oh shit, I got stuff to do. Like, hey man, it was good talking to you. We should do it again sometime. Like it's just, that to me is true therapy. That to me is true counsel. That to me is true rehabilitation. So this isn't all going to be feelings and emotions and this and that and all that hippy dippy stuff even though it is gonna we are gonna touch on that especially once I get some guests on here and uh if people are willing and uh comfortable with they can open up tell their stories and stuff like that but for me uh is just gonna be how it's gonna be so outside of the mental health stuff a little bit more about me like I just mentioned I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan I started playing football when I was six years old I was forced into it. I did not want to do it. Actually didn't even join playing football until I was in like seventh grade. So from first grade to sixth grade, absolutely hated football. Wanted nothing to do with it. I wanted to be an NBA basketball player. But somebody didn't tell me that a 5'9 white kid wasn't really going to have his best chances making it in the NBA. So maybe hit the weight room and hit the gridiron. Maybe better your chances of uh, being a more successful um, athlete, but, um, actually wasn't until my sophomore year in high school where I found my true love or 
rather my true favorite sport, and that was track. Never ran track. I didn't think I was fast enough, uh, so I never really did it. Um, and uh, I think yeah, sophomore year, I, I transferred high schools, and um, I was working out. It was uh, January or February, something like that, and I was working out with the the football team, just doing off season workouts. And I was beating everybody in the sprints and the, the track coach came over to me and he goes, Hey, you ever run track before? And I was like, never. And he's like, you should come out. I'm like, cool. So I ran out, went out for track, fell in love. I don't know something about it, something about the, the block starts and you know, you're just, you're getting ready. You're getting your mind focused. There's a bunch of people around you, especially in the indoor meets. And you just got to hone in what's going on. And all you got in front of you is just a track. That's all you got to focus on. Don't worry about the guys next to you. Just focus. You just focus in on the track and you hear the, the official, sorry, you hear the official say runners to your marks and you jump up, you do all your things and you know, you get your legs stretched and then you get your feet set in the block and then it gets real quiet, just dead quiet. And then he says set and you lift your butt up a little bit. And that from the time he says set, so the two seconds later when he shoots his gun or claps the wood, whatever it was, it felt like an eternity. And there was just something about that two second moment that I was just hooked. I loved it. I don't know. It was, uh, it was a drug to me. It was like a, it was like an adrenaline thing. It just came to me and I'm like, I may not be the fastest guy in this race, but I damn sure will be the first one out of these damn blocks. And every single time I remember actually one time it was an indoor, uh, uh, indoor meet an invite rather. <clears throat> and uh, I shot out of my blocks so damn fast that I thought I fall started because when I stood up, I could literally see in my peripherals that everybody was still down in the blocks. Like that's how fast I got up and I thought I fall started. So I stopped for a split second and then everybody came up and I was like, oh, and I had to play catch up and I ended up getting like third or fourth in the race. So that kind of bummed me out. But like, that's just, that's what that two second delay did to me. So, and then the meets are fun, like especially the, the big invites, like there was one out in Seneca every year. It was a co-ed invite. There was prelims. Like you get out of school early and then you, you want to even get home to like one in the morning and you're just hanging out all day with all these track guys and girls. And it was just a good time. You only had to do four events and within like a 12 hour time frame. So you just got a lot of time to kill and hang out and chill and do whatever you got to do. I mean, it wasn't fun running at midnight, which I did a couple times, but it was what it was. Um, so yeah, uh, sports, that's about it. I dabbled in soccer and baseball and basketball when I was a kid, but high school it was football and track. Um, track being the favorite, football being the vehicle to college. But uh, the uh, my back, my back had uh, other plans for me. He said, "No college football for you." So, um, other interests of mine, I like. Uh, I'm a big fitness guy. Something that we can talk about. Um, I know a lot of people come to me and ask me for fitness tips and workout tips and exercise and diet and everything just because everybody wants to get better and they just don't know what to do. So they just reach out and that's fine. That's great. That's what you need to do. If you're afraid to get into the gym, if you think you're not where you want to be physically or anything like that, the first thing is just, you just got to take the first step, whether it's signing up at a gym, just going to a gym and signing up, like just having the membership, knowing that you are paying someone money to use their facilities gives you that much determination and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for influence to just go to, go to a gym. Cause like if I'm paying 20, 30 bucks a month for a gym, I'm going to use it. 
because I'm not going to waste my money because I know they have it for at least a month, right? They have the 30 bucks. So in that month, you might as well start going because once you start going, you start getting results. And once you start getting results, you start getting hooked. And once you start getting hooked, you're addicted and it becomes a lifestyle. And seven years later, you're sitting in your car recording a podcast for everybody. So that's just how that goes, you know? And, um, so yeah, uh, ironically, the, my fitness life has a lot to do with my mental health life. Um, because I'll tell anybody that the gym weightlifting saved my life. If I did not take that step in 2013 and walk into a Cardinal fitness and sign up for 10 bucks a month because I was unemployed, I was living with my cousin I didn't have any money. I didn't know what to do with my life. I was just a sad, broken little bitch. And that's what I was. I was this scrawny little 20-year-old with a scruffy face and a buzzed head because I didn't care anymore. And I was just in such a bad place in my life that I said, I need to do something. I, there's got to be something I can do to get the fuck out of where I'm at right now. So I walked into the gym. I signed up. I didn't have anything else to do. I didn't have a job. So I went to the gym one hour, two hours, three hours a day. By a couple months in, I was there before I finally got a job. I was there for four or five, six hours a day, like just going nuts. And it just, it became my, my new drug. It became my addiction. It became my therapy. When things got, when I felt low, because I felt low all the damn time. And uh, there's a story, I have a story for you for a different episode on a different day. But there was, in that time, just a month before that, I was the lowest I'd ever been in my entire life. And probably to this day, that's probably still one or two, one of the most lowest moments of my life. If it wasn't for the gym, if it wasn't for me finding that salvation, I'd be in a hole somewhere. I'd either be in a bar with one foot in the grave or I'd be in a hole. And that's just it. That, that, that's just it because I found something that I found that was mine. It was mine, right? Because everything that I've ever done in my life, up to that point, I felt like it was influenced by other people. Whether it was the sports I played, whether it was the music I listened to, the the type of movies I was into, the comic books that I've read, everything that was in my life was influenced or given to me by somebody else. The gym was me. I was the one who said, hey, work out. Nobody else did. Nobody told me you should go to the gym. Nobody told me that, hey, if you worked out, you might feel better. But nobody. It was me. I'm the one who did that. So that's something that I take very, very personally because there's nothing else in this life that I have other than my wife. Yeah. Other than my wife that I've decided, hey, I want that. So um, as far as my mental health goes, when I mean, right now it's kind of hard because of the COVID and everything and I haven't really been to the gym in a while. Luckily, I have a couple rocks inside my house being my wife and my two boys to lean on when I need them. Um, but if I was single and alone and I couldn't work out, I don't know. I don't know. So I guess I'm lucky that I have my wife. I'm, I have Melissa. I have the boys. So, um, but yeah, fitness is top five in my life behind my family and other things, uh, other things being, uh, I'm a huge, huge fucking nerd. Uh, there's no other way to put it. I love comic books. I love reading them. I love talking about them. I love the movies, the good and the bad ones. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, Green Lantern wasn't very good, but the other ones, even the bad ones, like the Ghost Riders and the Daredevil movie, like, I can deal, I can manage, whatever. They tried. I'll give them an A for effort and an F for execution. Um, But I love it. Uh, Professional wrestling, I... My entire, I've been watching pro wrestling since I was a little boy, since uh, Monday Night Wars, WCW, WWF, you know, Stone Cold, The Rock, Goldberg, Sting, the NWO, DX, like, that was my jam, and I loved it, and then I grew up, and I started realizing that, hey, professional wrestling isn't cool, especially to the kids at school that bullied everybody, including me, so I'm just going to keep this to myself. So from a very early age until about the age of 21, I kept to myself that I was a huge pro wrestling fan, that I watched every week, that I followed all the guys, that I bought their merch. I literally have John Cena's rap album in my car right now, and I was listening to it like three or four weeks ago. And you know what? The shit snaps. The guy's got some bars. Wasn't the best, but it was pretty damn good. But, um, yeah, it's... It's just something I've always been in. And I've I've actually dabbled, or I say dabbled in trying to pursue a professional wrestling career. I have a buddy who's a trained professional wrestler, so I've talked to him about it before. I met his promoter, went to one of their shows. It, was, it looked like it was going to happen, but then, you know, having the kids and stuff, and if I got, wor- if I got hurt and I couldn't work, like, that would be an issue. So never really pursued it. It wasn't, like, a great passion of mine, so it wasn't, like, something I was that upset about it was just something that I've always thought about doing um I mean I used to sit in the bathroom dude my siblings hated me I'd sit in the bathroom for like an hour with my toy wrestlers and have like full-on storylines and matches like just playing it going hard for like an hour in the bathroom banging on the door I'm like I'm busy the rock's gotta beat this guy like it was insane I just so professional wrestling is just one of those things that's just never going to go away for me it's not i'm not going to grow out of it it's not going to be like oh i'm a man i pay taxes i can't watch that nonsense fuck that this shit's entertaining and i love it um uh matter of fact coming up this weekend labor day weekend is a tradition of mine and uh my wife melissa i kind of drug her into it uh but my favorite movie of all time of all time Lord of the Rings. By far, my favorite movie. Nothing can beat it. So every Labor Day weekend, I pull out the extended version Blu-ray disc, watch it throughout the whole weekend because it is 11 hours and 21 minutes or 20... Yeah, 11 hours, 21 minutes long between the three movies. I call it one movie because it's just one long movie, but they break it up into three for money purposes. Um, But yeah, so Lord of the Rings is my jam. That's my favorite movie of all time. Uh... Some of my favorite books, J.R.R. Tolkien is just a phenomenal writer, and um, the stuff that he created, his universe that he created, the language that he created is very inspirational to me because I myself, I'm a very intriguing guy here, I myself am a uh, self-acclaimed writer. I love to write, I love coming up with stories, I love coming up with characters, I love writing dialogue, I love all of it. Um, I've written... Uh, I've written f- screenplays, I've written short stories, I've written, I wrote a book once that didn't go very well, uh, I wasn't good at all, uh, I've written poems, I've uh, just, you know, I've written a lot of stuff, and um, one of my goals in life, 
as I said in the trailer, we're going to be talking about dreams and goals and stuff. One of my big dreams in life is to have a screenplay made into a, a full-blown movie. I just think that would be something that would bring great peace to my life if I just watched a movie and at the end, at the credits, where it says written by and underneath it, it said Rory Kelsey. Just that image alone, I feel like, would bring so much joy and peace to my life. So that's another thing about me that we can talk to talk about. I got a couple buddies who are interested. I actually have one who's into, um, into film and stuff like that. And we've actually talked about making a movie. We're kind of in the, the very pre-pre-pre-production of filming a movie. And then COVID hit and kind of all went sideways and kind of put it on the back burner. But we're, we've been talking lately and it might be getting brought back up, brought back up here in the next month or so. Uh, I'll just keep you guys updated on that. Just to let you know. And maybe, um, Maybe I can get my buddy on and we can, we can talk about it. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, man, I just got so much stuff. I don't even know. What else do I have? Uh, music. Uh, actually, music um, is a big one for this podcast in general because of the uh, the name of this podcast, Therapy Sessions, was actually not something that I, I, came, I came up with the name, but it was actually inspired by my favorite artist right now, uh, NF. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of NF. He is a uh, rap artist. Um, he's killing the game right now because, but nobody really knows who he is unless you are like a true fan because you won't see him at the the Grammys. He's not gonna. He hasn't won anything, even though he has four albums out. He has four albums out, and they're all bangers. And he's got nothing to show for it because he's a rapper. But in his songs, he doesn't swear. He doesn't talk about women in a derogatory way. He doesn't talk about drinking. He doesn't talk about doing drugs. He just talks about some real shit. And that's actually his slogan, his real music. He he talks about mental health. He talks about his mom who overdosed when he was a kid. He talks about his dad who was estranged. He, he raps about all this stuff and it's so damn relatable. And there's so many songs that I listen to almost on a daily basis because it's just so, it's like he's singing to me. Like these words weren't, he literally said, Hey Rory, I got a song for you. It's here you go. And, and, and there's, and if you go on his YouTube channel and you look at the comments and stuff, like everybody's saying the same damn thing that I'm saying. So I know that this guy is affecting a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And he does and like, and he's going through his own shit, just like we all are. And he's a millionaire, but it's, that doesn't mean shit because everybody's got problems and everybody's got to talk about them. And he has music as an outlet. I'm using a podcast. He's using music. Like it's just one of those things, you know, but his music is so damn good and so damn real that I just, I had to take the inspiration because his second album is called therapy session. And, uh, the, the title track of that album is also called therapy session. It's actually a really good one. It's, he's talks about where he's like kind of talking to himself. It's that, if you haven't heard of him, go check him out. If you have heard of him, keep checking him out because the guy's the shit. And I was supposed to go see him in uh, April. He was coming to the Aragon Ballroom here in Chicago. Got postponed because of COVID to September. Just got word a couple months ago that he uh, he done just canceled his whole tour in general and in, in full. So didn't get the chance to go see him. So I'm hoping that he comes back next year after everything starts opening up and clearing up and stuff. So I can go check him out because. Uh, I just, the guy, the guy's the shit. So, um, yeah. So music, I'm a, I I like the rap. I'm a hip hop guy. I mean, I like alternative stuff. Like I'm a, uh, big Mumford and Sons, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters, 
uh, Goo Goo Dolls, stuff like that, that, that like kind of chill vibing cool, like that, you know what I mean? Um, I just can't do the country, man. Oh God. I've tried, I've tried so hard. I just can't do it. It's just not for me. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. The twanginess of it. I don't know. It's just, I'll leave that for everybody else. You guys can have your country music. It's just not for me. Um, uh, so yeah, so I just wanted to basically just open up this first, uh, this first episode, just kind of giving you guys an idea of who I am and where I'm coming from. So, you know, who the hell you're talking or listening to, not just some random guy spewing away and, and, uh, I promise here, uh, hopefully soon I'm going to, I'm going to go out and get a, a, a legit microphone. So my audio sounds a little bit better than what it probably is. Um, but you know what? I'm hoping, I'm really hoping this kind of kicks off well. I'm, I'm hoping you guys spread the word about it. If you guys enjoy it, tell your friends, tell your families, tell your mothers, call your daughters, whatever Hawk Harrelson used to say. Um, because out of everything that I'm going to talk about in these podcasts, whether it's sports movies, you know, et cetera, everything that I said, the one point that I just want to get across and the main, the purpose of this podcast for me personally is I just want to help people. That's it. Like I've been on this earth for 27 years now and there hasn't been anything else that's brought me more peace and pride and joy and happiness than the small acts of kindness to help people because from an early age, I've been going through so much crap and you know what? It's not as bad as other people. I always say that to try to keep myself focused, but you know, my counselor and stuff, they say it doesn't matter just because your issues aren't as bad as others doesn't mean that your issues aren't valid. So I just know what it's like to be down. I know it's like to be hurt. I know what it's like to want to take your life. I know these feelings. I know exactly what they feel like. And I just don't want anybody to ever feel like that. So if I can take the time that I have on this earth to try to help just even one person not feel that way, then I'll be happy. I'll be content with my life. I'll be at peace with myself. So I just want to uh, throw that out there that regardless if we're joking around, if we're getting serious, if we're getting mad, angry, whatever, like the end goal is to just simply help because there's nothing in this world like helping another person. And there's no better feeling than to help somebody simply because you want to help them, not because you want something in return. You don't want a receipt. You just want to help them. Your receipt, your return is seeing them happy. That's your return. That's your receipt. That's what you do it for. And that's what I'm doing this for. So, uh, if anybody is ever interested on in coming on this show, uh, you know, telling their story or just coming on to talk, like I said earlier, just talking about whatever, please contact me, message me. We'll set something up. We'll get it going. Um, I'll be so happy to get people on here because I, I, I just want to hear everybody's story. I want to hear where everybody's coming from, how they're doing, how they're feeling, you know, or I just want to know how they feel about the Bears this year. And if Trubisky is going to start or if Foles is going to start or if Akeem Hicks is going to stay healthy all year. Like, it doesn't matter what you want to talk about. Let's freaking talk about it. I'm down. You're down. Let's do it. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for listening. Um, this was the inaugural episode of the Rory Kelsey Therapy Sessions. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, please... 
I don't even know how this shit works because I'm so new to it. I don't know if you like it. I don't know if you subscribe to it. But if you do like it, keep stay tuned. Keep tuning in. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your dogs. Tell your cats. Tell anybody you think that would like this uh, to give it a listen. And then, like I said, if you want to come on, just please feel free. I don't even know. I don't even care if you don't know me. Like, let's get to know each other. Let's do this. Let's make this work. Let's make money. Come on. You know how it goes. We're making lemonade here. All right, everybody, you have a good rest of your day. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everyone is staying healthy. I hope everyone is staying safe. And I would like to end every show uh, with a, how would you call it? A, um, a, let's call it an inspirational quote just to help you get through the day, just to think of something. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to quote something actually that my dad just sent me today who, um, my dad's going through some physical stuff right now. So, uh, I hope he's doing good. I'm in contact with him, but, uh, yeah, so he sent me something today and I want to share it with you guys. And it's, it was just a simple quote and it says a man who has confidence in himself gains the confidence of others. It's that simple guys. Let's stay confident. Never cocky. We got this. We're making lemonade. Let's get through this life together. Let's get through this life. Happy. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be worth it. Let's go. Good night, everybody.